Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All the dish that's fit to air. Cindy Adams is on 77 WABC. Things are looking a little better. Restaurants are resurrecting. After ringing the stock exchange opening bell, Jesse Jackson accepted an invite to Midtown's Biche Cuccinella. And at the plaza, a big beaded pearl necklace talking with everyone between sips was Martha Stewart. Now on 2nd Avenue, on the Upper East Side, there is a friendly, easygoing neighborhood restaurant to which all of us go. It's called the Beach Cafe. It's on 70th and 2nd Avenue. There you can find a friend, a burger, a bowl of chili, and a famous face or two. And you can find its owner, Dave Goodside. First of all, Dave, how, why, how did you get into this business originally? Oh, wow. It, it was uh, full, almost 40 years ago. I was looking for a little extra work, and a friend of mine uh, recommended going up to his favorite restaurant on the Upper East Side. And maybe they were looking for someone to stand at the door, and uh, that's exactly what happened. I, uh, I was one of the, the few people back in those days wearing a suit, and they wanted a suit at the front door, and uh, I got a part-time job, you know, okay. four or five hours a night, and that's how it all began. It's on 2nd Avenue and 70th. The nearest beach is two hours away. How did you call it the Beach Cafe? Well, the Beach Cafe name was started by the previous owners. That was Tom and Bill White uh, back in the day. Very important restaurant tours here on the Upper East Side. And they grew up on Point Lookout. And they, uh, you know, very close to that theme of the beach. And they had access to a lot of beach type, uh, uh, you know, paraphernalia and buoys and lobster traps and nets and things and uh they brought that in decorated the place and over the years it kind of upscaled and some of the nautical things went away and uh that's how the name beach cafe started and uh, we just kept it going okay i want to ask now about what's happening today what about all those newfangled plastic outside in the road restaurants where if you don't get covid you could get hit by a bus what do you think about all of those things well, some of those outdoor spaces are atrocious. I mean, they're dilapidated. Even the rats won't go inside some of these dilapidated buildings. I see homeless people packing up their things and they're moving out. Uh, the Home Depot has been calling 311. They want the wood back. I mean, it's terrible what some of these uh, restaurants have done, but then others have put some investment in, like we did, and built really beautiful spaces and painted and uh, put windows up and made it almost like uh, another separate restaurant and uh, try to do our best to, you know, retain the ambiance and make it a fun place and a safe place to eat. Yes, but if you lived in the neighborhood and you saw all of this and a bus can't get through and a car can't park and who knows about creatures that come out of the food, what what about all that? Those things would upset me if I lived there. Well, there are certain streets where that's very real, and uh, it's also noisy. 
you know, if you live uh, on the second floor, third floor, and uh, some restaurant has an outdoor space there, certain demographics make a little more noise. That the younger places seem to make a little more noise. They put speakers outside, and yeah, and you know, if you live there, you you have to live with it. So uh, that's one aspect that's bad. You've got the food that falls on the ground. Maybe they don't clean it up so well, and and uh, the rats know exactly where to go. They they're real good at finding it. And, uh, you know, the city's going to have to police this. And everybody that has one of these outdoor spaces is going to have to pay attention. Do you do more takeouts now if people are still loath to go into crowded places? You know, takeout was never a big part of this business. We're an American restaurant. Uh, We do our share of delivery. But there's a lot of cost that go into your takeout. You've got your containers. You've got your delivery uh, person, you know, how many deliveries can a person do in an hour? So you're paying, you know, $15 an hour. Maybe they do three deliveries. That's, uh, you know, $5 per delivery. This all goes on top of the other costs that we deal with. And by the time you're done, there's really not a lot of profit there. So you, you put a lot of work into it, but at the end of the day, it, it's not very fruitful. So for us, uh, we do it as an accommodation, but it never really you know, excited me. You get a lot of high-class people there. I mean, because it's a very fancy neighborhood, we, we all know about the Upper East Side, and you get celebrities and stuff. What, but what about restaurateurs making money these days? The prices are higher, and the customers are less. Is that not the case? Yes, well, you know, if, and this is the, not a COVID situation, but certainly our cost of goods, everything that we touch straws, napkins, food, uh, energy, everything has gone up and we in labor, we can't absorb all of it. So we we have to pass it on. We try to be careful because I don't set the price. The market sets the price. How much can I charge for a hamburger and French fries before the market says we're just not going to go there? So, you know, at, at a certain point, you have to accept that maybe you're not going to make any money. You're going to just break even. Um, I don't, I'm not in a position to carry the restaurant, so we don't want to lose money, but, you know, breaking even at the end of the day is not a bad thing. No, I understand. I, and tell me, I'm trying to learn some things here. You, you also told me that people serving wine are not doing as well as margaritas. I don't, what, tell me what, what, why am I confused? What is it you told me? Uh, when they allowed for the delivery of alcohol with your outgoing orders, which was is not the case now, they're talking about it. It's a, it's being presented in a bill, I believe, to the uh, New York State uh, Senate, and uh, the governor's pushing for it. But there was a time when they allowed it. This was back in the early part of the pandemic, March of 2020, throughout I think the summer. They allowed restaurants to include, if they wanted to, outgoing drinks. So in my case, we sell wine and and liquor, but we're an American restaurant. So we're not getting people say, oh, put a a bottle of uh, Cabernet in there, you know, at the price that we would charge. Uh, You know, they can get it much cheaper at the local liquor store. But a margarita, which is often made with, you know, a, a very inexpensive a brand of alcohol, they can make that for three or four dollars in a 32 ounce plastic container, 
and then sell it for $25. And then when I say they, I mean oh. uh, the places the places that trade in that business, like the Mexican restaurants. You know, people order the nachos, and people order the, the tacos, they'll say, you know, throw in a margarita. Those, those items go together very well. So the margarita is $25. You know, pretty soon your, your tacos and margarita, it's a $50 purchase. So they were doing very well during the pandemic on their delivery. But, I you know, see. we wouldn't get people asking us to say, you know, you know, give me two burgers and a margarita. It just didn't happen. Will you stay here or will you move to another city? Are, are, are there other great restaurant cities like New York is? I just came back from Palm Beach. It is. I know. I know. Everybody there. over the age of 150 is in Florida. I already know that. The nearest the nearest restaurant is death. But is is that what you're talking about, where everybody's going? We're looking, we're looking down there. Um you know, we love New York. We love the Upper East Side. We, we feel very connected to our customers. But right now, more than half of my customers are down in Florida. They're staying down there till the weather gets warmer. It's not all the people that are just doing it. Some people think it's all about taxes because there's a different tax situation in Florida than there is in New York. I don't necessarily agree with I mean, it's true, but I think it's more the people are going down there because it's warm. And for the the majority of the winter, they had different rules. You could go around into restaurants without a mask on. There was it was a, not a mandate down there that you could do what you want. And for a lot of people, uh, that worked. Uh, so so yes, Florida is booming. The help is going to Florida. The good servers are down there. The good kitchen people are down there. Um, it's just a great place. You can't get a reservation in in most of these. You know, populated areas like Delray, Boca, Palm Beach, Palm Beach Gardens. Uh, it's a booming business. I know, I know, I know. And the late dinner down there is 4.30. So how does an owner staff a place today? If the waiters are gone south or the chefs have moved to other cities, how do you get the talent you require? Well, you know, we go, you know, the different places like Indeed or or Craigslist when we put ads out there, but we're not relying on that. I mean, I don't know that the, the next great employee is going to answer one of those ads. So we're trying to work with the menu. We're reducing some of the options because the more options you have on your menu, the more ingredients you have to manage and the more people it takes to cut and chop. And then you have to have more people to clean and sweep. You know, for every guy in the kitchen that's making food, he's making a mess. And he has to have a guy coming behind him to clean it. So we're trying to uh, manage the items a little better. We're moving the hours around uh, so that we can try to keep that labor number down. And it's a real jigsaw puzzle. Are you upping your prices for a, for a diner? We've upped the prices on certain items, and we lowered the prices on my most popular items. Which is what? Which is the hamburger. We've tripled our hamburger sales, and uh, it's interesting. You know, Wall Street should have a, a, a hamburger index if they want to find out what's going on, you know, amongst all the other indexes. People might be eating more hamburgers because they're cutting back, and that tells you something about the economy of that area. So uh, in our case, uh, we're probably getting more diners that are – kind of, uh, instead of having the, the fish or the steak, you know, they're going to have a hamburger twice a week. So our hamburger sales have tripled, and we did lower the price by a couple dollars uh, just to make it more attractive. 
What is your feeling? Will it, I don't know whether it is New York or the restaurant scene, but will it come back as before? I think, I think that the COVID situation is going to be managed much differently. I think we learned a lot about, you know, how to, how to kind of work the whole thing out and not uh, hitting one sector. I do think that people have to feel safe. The crime situation in New York, uh, depending on where you live, you know, in our, where we are on the Upper East Side, it's actually pretty safe. I don't have any uh, really stories to really reflect on, but I do hear from people that ride the subways and people that go other places in the city. And if there's a perception that crime is, you know, uh, yeah, getting worse, yeah. then it's going then, then to be bad. Then it'll be bad for New York. Meantime, I want to thank you very much for letting me come to the Beach Cafe. Dave Goodside, I love the restaurant. I love your burgers. I love you. And thank you for coming on, honey. Thank you, Cindy. I love you, too. Can't wait to see you again. Okay. Stay safe. Bye. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.